8. Optimus was standing on the roof of his domus, looking out over the huge city. Rooftops were like islands in the fog and stretched as far as he could see. To the south the Flavian amphitheater rose over the crowd of houses and reminded him of the need to distract the citizens of the city. Eastwards he saw the Forum of Augustus and the glittering copper roof of Victoria's March Temple, a magnificent building in brightest marble. The morning calm felt liberating after a night of loud amusement. Only the contracted street cleaners struggled up and down the empty streets. When are you going on your next trip Mr. Optimus? Optimus jumped in surprise and turned around. When he saw Helios he smiled. As soon as we can. Do you want to join? I thought Long Venus needed you here in Rome. The Egyptian delegation will soon arrive I guess. The meeting is scheduled to begin sometime in the coming weeks. If you are going past Ostium, I would like you to bring my sister Secundio with you. Our uncle has a summer villa just outside the city. The roads are not safe, so it is only in your hands I dare to entrust her. With pleasure my friend. Optimus knew very well about the house at Ostium. He wondered if Helios would ever find out what went on there when he was in Rome. What will happen then? Two years earlier he had been invited by Secundia to a masquerade, a party with secret guests, where no one knew the other guests. She had begged, it was important that he came, she had said. Gaius on the other hand, had repeatedly protested and told him not to go there. What if there is no party but a trap? There are many that want to see you dead. Many of the gangs in Rome has a price on your head. Gaius' facial expression had revealed his genuine concern. Not Secundia. Why would she do that? No, not her, but someone might be using her to get to you. Do not go there. An accident can happen on the road or in Ostium. I think you take this mystical invitation too lightly. Calm down Gaius, I'll bring enough men and Wolf will join me, it's a strong escort. He had accepted the invitation and went to Ostium. Now he regretted it. The trip to Ostium had gone without problems, it happened when the party had been going on for a while. It was then the problems started. All guests had masks on their faces, many depicted images of gods, some had known historical generals and emperors, others carried images of animals. Secundia was one of those who Optimus recognized, she wore a cat's face. He himself had chosen a mask of Cygnus, Troy's unconquered hero who was the son of Neptune. The room was large and hundred or more guests were invited. They went around and formed small groups, talking to each other for a short time and then they moved on to a new group. Most of the food was eaten standing, but some divans were placed in a corner for those who preferred to lie down. His gaze swept across the room and he had up to that time not understood why he had been invited and what had been so important. One of Secundia's slaves had after a long time approached him. The man wore an ordinary grey tunic with a bright cotton band at his waist. 
His descent was probably Numibia in Africa or possibly somewhere deep in Egyptus. In broken Latin, he had said, Master, please come. Mistress Show, will speak. Subconsciously, he had stiffened and his eyes moved back and forth. Not worry, not dangerous, had the slave whispered. He had followed the dark-skinned man deeper into the dormus. The deeper they got into the house, the weaker the light. They stopped in front of a door. The slave pointed to the door and nodded. In the background Optimus heard strange, silent noises that seemed to come from different rooms around them. Cautiously, he had opened the door and from his position in the darkness, he saw clearly into the dimly lit room. A big divan was placed right in the middle on a floor without any other furniture. A fat and balding man stood on all fours with hands and feet tied to rings in the floor. His face was turned away from the door. He had red stripes over large parts of the buttocks and thighs, grunting and sobbing sound broke the silence. Optimus had seen Secundia walk around the bed with a leather whip, naked except for her cat-faced mask. Her long dark hair was released and the youthful breasts stood straight out. Her dark hair around the vagina had been cut short in the shape of a triangle. She had performed a few more blows to the man's buttocks before she turned away and lifted her mask. She smiled a wry smile. Optimus had been close to fall backwards, but the anger that had begun to be built up in him kept him on his feet. Secundia had then walked around the bed and loosened the ropes that held the man strapped. She had taken a few quick steps towards him. When she passed, she only said, Come. Her young, firm breasts touched his arm. He had been totally paralyzed. Come on, she said again, now with more emphasis. They had moved into the next room. Hey, ducks. Dizzy of what he just experienced, he did not know what or how he should answer. What are you doing? He finally asked, his voice hoarse and dry. I want you to believe me. What? I want you, by all the gods, to believe in what I will say to you. He had no idea what she had been talking about. She had grabbed a night dress and wrapped it around her voluptuous body. The room they had been in was another bedroom with a divan in the middle, just like the one they had left. Small oil lamps gave a dim light. High laughter came from the other side of the house. The party had taken off. A rhythmic drumming began to fill the air. He stood still and just followed her with his eyes. Yes. I want you to believe what I'm about to say to you tonight. By showing me as I am, show my secret side of myself, you have to understand that I'm serious. She had smiled her crooked smile for the second time that evening. I hope you do, she had concluded. Do Hilius know? Know what? He had pointed to the door. Do not be silly ducks. He would kill me. The demon of a woman in front of him had taken a few steps closer and he had involuntarily recoiled. He should. I'm going to tell him. Then I will not be able to help you. 
Sikandia had stretched out her hand and offered him a cup of wine. He had taken it without a slightest tremor of his hand. How? What do you mean? I've always had a desire, a need to help you, and now I have that opportunity. Were you worried that it would be a trap? Why are you asking that? Our minds works the same way, yours and mine. You brought several men to protect you. One can never be too safe. No. We would be a magnificent couple, right? Do not be ridiculous. Why not? After what I have seen, it is impossible. But, before? She asked with her crooked smile. Optimus would always remember her smile and now he did not know if he now should desire her or be repulsed by her. The strongest memory was that he had had an overwhelming feeling of wanting to beat her, breaking the spell, breaking the nightmare. Nekando. Never. He had said, his voice hard. He had seen that she had winced. Many men come to my parties too, well, to show themselves submissive. Many important men from different classes, from different parts of the empire, many of them rich and influential. In the heat of the moment. Oh no, you do not need to tell me, I understand, and after I had given them their satisfaction, they talk about things they should not tell. Somehow they want to give me a part of themselves, something that they cannot give others. Many of my friends tell the most amazing things. Do you want to know? Optimus had been dumbfounded. He still could not understand it was true and definitive he could not accept it. When he thought about that night, he could still feel the soft aroma of the wine on his tongue, a wine of the highest quality. The weakness of those men got him chuckling. What we men do for the desire of the flesh, when the man's virtus needs to be satisfied by the female curse, we lose all our sense and wit. Tragic. Secundia had slowly moved closer and closer during their conversation, in the end she stood next to him. Ducks, I can help you, I want to help you. She had pressed herself against him. Her breasts were soft but firm and her thin dress did not dampen the warmth that radiated from her. He had taken hold of her shoulders and held her at an arm's length distance. Secundier. What do you want to tell me? Senator Goblus has visited my parties for some time now. He has a group of other senators close to him that are working to gather opponents against the law that you have worked so hard to get approved by the Senate. He's going to stop it with a new law, the Lex Legionari. Optimus had looked carefully at her. There are many who have tried to stop the Lex Military's Commercica without success. Why should he succeed? Why is he even interested in it? Self-interest of course. He has taken over several smithies for the production of weapons and wants to have total control of the whole chain. From production to sales, Secundia had said and caressed his arm. He remembered how an intense shiver had spread throughout his body before he could restrain himself. Between compressed lips, he had said. Secundia, leave it be, just leave it.
Good, okay then, I just want to help. You saved me as a child and now am I want to pay back. You do not have to pay anything, there is nothing to pay back. Especially not in this way. We all have different ways in life ducks, remember it. I want you to stop. Now. Otherwise, I am forced to tell Helios. No, no way. I will not stop and you will not tell. Once again her eye smile had crept forward. I demand. Shy, you cannot demand anything. I like what I do. She had seen in his face that he was stunned. Do not look so shocked. You men are so sanctimonious, you are true hypocrites. Why do you think men pay large sums to be whipped, and why may or may not a woman enjoy the same treatment? In a few years, when I have earned enough, I can withdraw from life in Rome. Have my own freedom to choose my own husband. Never again be dependent on men. He had opened his mouth to protest, but she had taken a few steps back and continued. You will not tell Helios, because I will give you information that you otherwise never will get, invaluable information. I do not want you to get hurt. It is a dangerous game you're playing. Ha, it's too late to save me. It could have been done a long time ago. Ask Helios. The drum's monotonous rhythm had intensified and he had in his inner mind seen sweaty, naked bodies fully engaged in advanced sexual activities. All dressed solely in their grotesque masks. Ask him about what? You'll have to ask him. In the same breath she said. Goebbels told me something that you will find very useful. She had looked at him under a strand of dark hair, with big brown eyes, pleading to get him to ask for the information. But he had been silent and just looked at her. All sorts of feelings had welled up inside him. Malaysius has signed contracts with several grain merchants in Alexandria. He has promised them better pay than all the others if they only sell to him. Optimus had felt a cramp-like pain in his stomach. Who told you that? So, you're interested in what I have to say? You want me to continue? She pleaded with a soft voice. Again, he had been silent. I heard it from a drowsy, exhausted Demetrius, Malasius agent in Egyptus. He was here when he was in Rome for a short visit. There are many who knows about my services. If the information came from him, then it has to be true, he had thought. There is no reason for Secundia to lie about it. We are going to be ruined, he had thought time after time. It was then, just at that moment he had realized that he had not wanted her to stop her services, even if he found them despicable. Although he knew she lived dangerously, Secundia could encounter much trouble, even die, but the information was too important. Are you going to tell Helios? He had looked down at the floor, then into her eyes. No. Optimus turned back towards the city. Two years had passed since he had visited Secundia the first time. He had not told Helios and he had not asked Helios if he knew, 
the situation was too complicated, moreover, it was not in his interest to destroy the two siblings' lives. What gave him that right? I give you an answer as soon as I know what day we travel, he said with his back to Helios. Thanks. Optimus did not hear him, he was again lost in thoughts. <laughs>